0: Hello everybody, it is your favorite host here, Tino killed it, with the season 3 finale of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life? Uh, So last week, which was literally the episode I just released, um, I was giving... What I call a smorgasbord of an episode by just kind of giving you guys the full updates of everything that's been going on over the past few weeks um, That conversation continued on rather longer than I anticipated um, Therefore, I actually split it up and made it into two different episodes um, Just so that way they kind of cater to two different things and that way it doesn't seem like there's just too much piled up into one uh, So without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump on back into it <music> even in the midst of all this man, um, battle rap has just been going so well. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had found myself in a position where I got invited to go to the king of the dot season one, uh, West coast event in LA, which was really, really dope for me because I got to see literally my favorite, my favorite battlers, uh, battle on this thing. And so that was like such an amazing thing. Um, because, like, one, to me, the greatest battler uh, of all time is uh, Thesaurus, and he was on this card. Um, he battled a L.A. veteran by the name of Callie Smooth, um, who's been around for a while, too. Um, and it was a really great battle. Uh, Thesaurus had to slip up in the third, um, but his first two were just killer And so, unfortunately, he did lose that battle to Cali Smooth, just because Cali Smooth, you know, definitely elevated his game as much as possible. Um, But overall, it was still a really, really great battle. Um, And then there was uh, Reverse Live versus Stewie Newton, which again, just another one where Reverse Live is is somebody who I've watched this man battle for years, and to uh, be able to see that man deliver the way that he did, which was. Oh, just damn near flawless. I, it was, it was, it was amazing to watch. And Stewie Newton was no slouch either. That man wrote some of the fucking craziest shit for Reverse, and um, you know, just still fell just short. But like I said, Reverse is just so hard to damn. Uh, it's just hard to beat. Um, and then Mad Flex versus Fate, which Fate's from the two hundred nine area, which I, which I've I've known him since the beginning. Um, so it was really cool to see him in this position uh, versus Madflex, who is probably my personal favorite currently. Uh, the way that this man writes, he's he's so amazing, and he and it's like I like the way he thinks and. Uh, the wit it's it's unbelievable and so it's like i love watching this man battle i'm probably like one of his biggest fans but also a really dear friend of his um you know what i mean i've known flex pretty much since the beginning of his career and stuff and i've i've made it no shy whatsoever that it's like i'm a big fan of the man's pen um and so you know what i mean he's definitely somebody who has helped me in being able to also progress my level of pen game just by studying how he works um And so, and I got to hang out with my boy Peanut there too, which is really cool. Peanut is also somebody who's, you know, pretty world renowned as far as like uh, battle rap goes. Um, But somebody who I've definitely considered as like a really good friend and a a mentor to myself. Um, You know what I mean? I'll never tell him this to his face. I always tell him he sucks to his face. But, uh, (laughs) but no, he, uh, but he really is like somebody who has helped me, you know what I mean? And not only just my battle life, but also in my personal life has been there, you know, for, for a good deal of things so um he's definitely like just being in a group with w- just being in the room with those people as a whole w- was so amazing um it sucks that Peanut wasn't battling on the season one. I really kind of wish he was. Um, and so I'm, I'm really hoping that King of the Dot can get him on another event soon because he, he's ready to go. I know that for sure. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, dude, the way that I respect Flex is also the same way I, I, I respect Peanut in a lot of aspects. And so... I definitely think that you know if Peanut were to come back to battling in this time where a quiet rooms seem to be a little bit more of the prominent thing, there's not a lot of people that can beat Peanut in a quiet room setting, and I and that I'd put i put a lot of money up on that um, because when you listen to what that man has to say, it, it's it's not much different than Flex when you just go what the fuck, um, and so it really is going to be, uh, and, and I think that the overall King of the Dot season just being able to see that up front was so fucking it was, it was so amazing. Um, you know what I mean? This is so for anybody who listens, who's not familiar, uh, with battle rap and what's going on. Um, there's a, there's a big, ter- there's a big tournament going on. And for one of the biggest leagues in the world called King of the Dot, and they put together the first battle rap season, which basically what they do is they take the four regions of, you know, the U S and beyond because Canada is also included, um, and split it up into Northwest East and, uh, South, and um, so they there's I want to say twelve battlers, I think, twelve battlers in each region, um, and each battler has to battle three times. So their three opponents are already set up uh, before the season starts, so they know who they're going to be battling on those three separate days, um, and then each battle is uh, judged by boxing scores. So, uh, in the instance to where um, a round was a dead even tie, I guess it could be a 10-10. I don't know if they actually allow that in the season. I don't think they allow a 10-10 count. I think you have to pick a 10-9, and I think it's specifically just to do that. Um but yeah, 10-9 obviously if there was just a slight edge, 10-8 if somebody stumbles, um and then 10-7 if it's a choke. So, if somebody chokes, then that's considered a 7. Um, And I think that that's a really fair way to do it because when you start breaking it down to points like that, it makes it easier to call. We've seen it in so many different areas and especially like last year with King of the Dot doing a Grand Prix tournament um, where the judging really affected uh, the outcome of the whole entire tournament just because of some of the moments that could have potentially stole some of those battles, um, if that makes any sense. and. And so like that's uh, something that I think that they wanted to eliminate this year. They wanted to make sure the judging was going to be as fair as possible and made sure that there was kind of bulletproof to where the person who deserved to win was going to end up winning. And so um, we've already seen that, that that seems to be working pretty well this, this season. And so this was no exception to the rule. And... Um, So yeah, so just seeing how this whole layout is going, and you know, the the stress on the battlers is is kind of a lot because it's a lot of money. Um, So whoever it, uh, so what they do is they take the top thirty three percent of each uh, division, which is like four battlers, and they get entered into a grand prix, uh, which is going to be their playoff system. And so in the grand prix, they all got to battle each other in a bracket formation, and it gets down to the champion. The champion gets the uh, the the grand prix belt and then i believe gets a title shot after that for the king of the dot belt and um it's a really good system i, I think that that's going to work really well and this definitely could be the future of battle rap as far as like um having a structure for them and a structure that you know really only belongs to them you know uh, what smack and and them are doing over there is completely different than what uh you know king of the dots doing over here so uh it, it's really cool and just being able to get to see it up front was such a such an awesome thing. So shout out to Lush1 um, for, you know what I mean, uh, letting me come on through. He uh, was the one that, you know what I mean, let me know about what was going on and stuff. So um, he he's, and and Lush himself is somebody I have known for years. He, he's known me well into the early stages of my battle career. And we actually uh, helped put together an event uh in tracy funny enough and that was when we brought back the return of carter deems um to face uh lex d which is really crazy you can find that battle on youtube it's on king of the dot and stuff and it was so crazy that that battle got booked in tracy california and that i did that one um because after that everything that carter went on to do was phenomenal i mean he pretty much blew back up in battle rap and then made his way on to wildin out so he's on wildin out now so he's You know doing tremendous things for himself and so um i think it's really i think it's really cool that we got to have him and tracy at one point on his way up uh back up there so um but yeah i've known i've known lush from before then and all the way through then and he's always been somebody who's you know what i mean been so so cool and um you know what I mean uh, him being able to just uh, let me be a part of that I thought was was really cool even if they're just you know coming through and watching these battles man I, I love it um, I almost felt like it, I almost felt like it was happening just so I could react on camera because bro I, I swear that. I, I, I don't know how it happens but then i always end up with like a of people sending me like pictures or videos of me reacting to battles and shit <laughs> yeah, fucking i got videos of me just fanning myself sitting there it was stupid um <laughs> it was hot it was hot as a motherfucker in there though everybody could attest to that it was hot as shit in that building um but no it was really cool and shout out to them for getting a monster sponsorship too uh, yeah so king of the dots now sponsored by monster which is phenomenal because that's that's a really big uh sponsorship deal to get especially for battle rap um but yeah (sighs) but no uh but being able to see that too also really put into perspective what i want to do with battle rap you know what i mean i i've always had this kind of love hate relationship with battle rap and i think the hate more came from the fact that i never had fully time to designate to you know really or i shouldn't say i didn't have the time i didn't make the time um to really designate what I wanted to say to all of my opponents. And it sucks because then when I would get to these battles, right, I would be in the mode to want to kill somebody and I didn't have the ammunition on hand to do so. You know what I mean? Like, because I wasn't prepared and I didn't, and I didn't you know, uh, practice enough and didn't do this and that and the other enough. So when I'd get in there, I'd always fall short because I was never prepared. And um, that was something I was definitely, you know, trying to break. And so, like... Uh, recently, I just battled uh, MC Dammit on um, Battle of the Zay. It, we did it for the Cat Royale. This was back at like the end of July, and um, that battle was absolutely phenomenal. I had a little bit of a stumble at the end of my third, but everything up until that point was just absolutely phenomenal on both sides. I. I I I say this very, very openly that those rounds against MC Dammit were the best rounds I've ever stood in front of in any battle that I've ever been in in my 10 years doing this shit. And um I was very happy with it. Very, very happy with the way that he approached, the way that his his aggression, his his writing, the syllable, the rhyming format. It was crazy. Um, so I, I definitely encourage everybody to uh watch that. Um but yeah, so it is Tino versus MC it. You guys can find that on YouTube under uh, youtube.com forward slash counterproductive. Uh, that is the Battle of the Zay page where you guys can find the video there. Um but it was a really amazing back and forth and if you guys want to uh see any clips from it and stuff like that uh you guys can follow me at tino killed it on instagram um as i will be posting some battle highlights of it uh this week so definitely make sure you guys tap in with that um but i don't have any other battles booked at this exact moment man that was the last thing i did and i was supposed to do a battle the week after for uh power and respect but unfortunately i had to cancel that the day of i had Let's just say I had a hell of a night the night before, um, and so being able to get to NorCal became impossible the the day of, Um, but yeah. That situation has been fixed since. Um, But unfortunately, I didn't get to battle Scotty Bishop because of that. So I'm hoping that maybe we could try to reschedule that at a later time because, hey, I was ready. Um, I I was totally ready. So my three rounds are ready to go at any given time. Um, but, uh, But yeah, so... Other than that, I got nothing else booked, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that at this moment. I really need to get myself situated down there in Vegas and making sure that I got everything going back up before I really go back around and, and give this battle rap shit another go um, because – I feel like I'm really on the horizon of reaching where it is that I want to head in battle rap. And knowing the people that I know and having the eyes on me that I have, it it allows me to be able to probably get there a lot faster than a normal battler would. And I I think it's because I'm kind of learning that. And it's crazy because I'm going to say this now and there's probably going to be a lot of people out there that go, well, duh. (laughs) But I didn't realize how much people were just waiting for me to stop fuck up like that yeah, that's real that's really like what it was like everybody was just like i think everybody really did believe in me to be a really good battler but i think it was just with how much i fucked up it just kind of made it hard for anybody to really actually like commit to that being like tino is amazing when he doesn't fuck up and so i think as i started to realize that more um it definitely became a point of emphasis for me that it's like damn i really am not giving myself enough credit and i really need to start taking my craft way more seriously and since then i haven't looked back so everybody i battle i I really do already have the mind state that you're going to be the best opponent i've ever faced um uh and that's kind of crazy man because when i Because when I battled, damn it, even though I had Scotty Bishop next, there's a very big difference between the two names and where the two of them are statured at. But that was okay because, you know what I mean, I still wasn't like taken back by that. Right, I wasn't taken back by the fact that I felt like Scotty Bishop was a lesser name. I still felt like I wrote for Scotty um, with the same intensity that I wrote for Damn It, And so I was really excited to get that material off. So when everything kind of transpired the night before, um, there was nothing I could do about that. And I felt really horrible about it because I really wish I could have made it, but that just wasn't the case. So yeah, so basically whoever is going to be... You know, next, I guess, in front of me is definitely a person who I hope is a, a, of a pretty high stature um, because I, I genuinely feel ready for it. Uh, standing in front of those rounds from Damn It, like I said, they were the best rounds I've ever stood in front of. And I know what I need to do to beat that. And so I'm ready. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to take on whoever and whoever that person may be. Um, and I definitely am trying to get myself more involved with Battle Lose as much as possible. Um, There was some posts going around about me handling booking and things like that. And that's not the case. And that's why, like, things had to definitely get cleared up, um, you know what I mean? Uh, Because Dirtbag Dan is is the one that's going to be handling the booking for uh, bots. Um, But... You know what I mean? For me, I, I definitely want to help out as much as possible. You know, I, I think Battle of Jose is such a is such a great league. Um, they've done so much for me. I mean, without Battle of Jose, Tino killed it would have never became a thing. And that's because, you know, my boy Joe Cutter um, had been at one of those events and just kind of launched that slogan from there. Um but yeah, Battle of the Zay has always been a huge part of my battle career. Probably more so than any other league I've ever battled in. Um, you know, next to Assault and Battling, because Assault and Battling was definitely what you know got me started and going in. So shout out to Absurd for that. Um, but yeah, when it when it comes to Battle of the Zay, though, I have a lot of respect for everybody involved there, and um, especially Dan because um, Dan also runs a a thing called Adopt My Block um which he fosters uh he rescues you know dogs who are in you know bad living situations or maybe no living situation at all and um you know basically fosters them back to good health make sure that they're good to be around families and kids and stuff like that and then lists them up for adoption um so that you know people could find themselves a good pet um, and this and him, his wife and stuff, they they do this all on their own accord, and it's such a it's such a beautiful project that they they have, dude, and they've saved so many dogs and you know have found them such great homes, and it really is like that. That's got to be a, one of the most fulfilling things you could do, man. And he, he loves what he does, and so um, you, battle is a and is is uh, kind of the thing that helps fund the adopt my block, so that way you know what I mean. He can keep doing that and so um, if you or anybody you know is out there looking for a pet i highly suggest if you're in the bay area um, to to look into adopt my block um again it's ran by uh daniel martinez aka Dirtback dan um who he like i said him and his wife have a big heart to be doing the things that they do and I've met a lot of these dogs because they come to a lot of the events and they are just the most loving dogs in the world. You would never think that uh, some of these dogs came from some of the backgrounds that they did, Um, but it's exactly why he does it because dogs like this don't deserve to just be out there to die. Uh, So, um, you know what I mean? Again, if you or anybody you know is interested, adopt my block. You guys can find them on Facebook, online. Uh, Just look it up. And it really is such a great thing that they're putting together over there. So I definitely want to help out with, with, you know, getting the league going as much as possible. And honestly, just helping with developing talent. It's the whole reason I even got involved in the round robin tournament to begin with. Um, I I wanted the belt. Of course, I want the belt. Everybody wants the fucking belt. Um, But... It was just an opportunity to be able to help a lot of younger guys, you know what I mean? Because when I got into battling, dude, I clinged on to everybody that I could, that I knew was going to help me, right? Like, my cousin Saif was already somebody who was pretty established. I rode the shit out of his coattails, and everybody will probably say that, and I don't really care. (laughs) I I honestly really don't, because um, as true as it was, I still created my own path from it right that like gate got to a point where I started handling my own booking and I started um, you know traveling myself to different locations and battling on my own accord and I had to because you know what I mean like it's not like I was going to be there forever um, but you know what I mean and I also uh, have became friends with the battlers who i most look up to right like i mentioned earlier it's like i'm really close friends with peanut um i've known madflex his whole entire career and those are two pens that i i respect to the grave and i i think are two of the best pens in all of battle rap um you know what i mean i'm like thesaurus is somebody who he knows that he's my favorite battler like i tell him that all the time but that man doesn't treat me any differently than he does any other friend. You know what I mean? Like if I have questions or anything that I ask or something like that, like I could just shoot it to him and be like, Hey bro, like I was in a battle the other, like I was in a battle a couple weeks ago and I had this, you know, back and forth with this person. Um, you know, what do you think? And just kind of, you know, takes, take in everything that he says, you know, the, 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 the level of wit that that guy uh, allowed me to start thinking at Um, is why I know I'm ready to face bigger names now, because there were, there are so many elements in a battle that I think a lot of people don't think about. Um, you know, there's that common phrase that it's like, it's, it's not, it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's not checkers, it's chess or, but in battle rap, it's not chess, it's checkers, right? It's not exactly chess. There's, there's not really that much strategy more to it than if you choose to go first or second, um, but there are a lot of elements about you know going first or second that could really change it depending on who you're battling, right? Like what do you know about the history of your battler? But again, that's still checkers. It's not, it's not that much of strategy. It's just a little bit. Right? So checkers is still a little bit of strategy, but it's not like a like a complete headache of a strategy like how chess can be. And that's the same thing with battle rap. It's who am I battling? Do I want to go first? Do I want to go second? And if I do go first or if I do go second, how do I want to handle or how do I want to approach these things? So, um, and that's pretty much as far as that goes. But, uh, still like when I, when I have like certain things that I, I kind of will mention, right. Um, and it sucks cause I don't really want to like put any of our actual conversations out there. But <laughs> if like, let's say if I just had a regular battle rap question, right. Um, like he doesn't hesitate to answer and really gives me the most authentic answer that he can. Um, and so I definitely, I definitely take in every bit of that, dude, I'm a, I'm a sponge for information, man. And I love obtaining information from people. Um, and it's because for me, I, I have a hard time comprehending things that I read, um, so, a lot of times I, I read out loud because me being able to actually hear what I'm reading allows me to be able to retain it a lot better. Um, and it's weird because a lot of people will probably look at that and, like, probably be like, dude, that sounds stupid as fuck. <laughs> but I don't really care. Uh, like, I don't really care if it sounds stupid me reading out loud uh, because, again, I need to be able to understand it. So, it doesn't matter. If that's my tactic to do it, then I got to do it. Um, and so, like, I've gotten better about kind of reading to myself a little bit more. Um, And so I I think it definitely does come with more practice of reading. Um, But for the most part, I I learn the best from people and actually interacting with people. So when I have like, you know, guides that I can go to for different things, like, hey, like if I start doing this, this and this, like, or what do you think about this? And it's like, well, that's cool and all, but I probably wouldn't do that because of X, Y and Z. And I'd be like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. You know, that's stuff that I can't get from a book. Right? You're only going to get that kind of stuff from experienced people, like people who have been in those experiences. So, and dude, like, and I know I mentioned it already, but like my, my cousin Scythe was such a huge person in that because he reminded me the most important point of all of battle rap. And it's to always make sure that you're having fun. Um, I'm going to be very open about one situation in particular, and this will probably be the story that I end this off on. But, um, I recently was at the Shots Fired event and I battled this guy named Sammy Schemes. Um, man, this is going to be really stupid. I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I don't really care. Um, and when I battled Sammy Schemes, I was freaking out. I, I was freaking the fuck out for no type of reason, literally zero type of reason. Um... It wasn't anything with him. It was everything with me. I had this, I had this momentum on my side that I felt from going through the tournament that I felt like I needed to be great, essentially. And um, I remember I was like, I need a fucking smoke. <laughs> so I go to, so I go to the car and I start, I start, you know, rolling up. And, uh, I call, I, I call Sife. I, I call him right there and thank God he answered. You know what I mean? I hadn't talked to him in a cool minute, but I, I needed, I needed him at that moment. I call him and, uh, and I'm like, I'm freaking out and I don't know why. I was like, this is everything that's going through in my brain right now. And I really don't know how to like calm it down. Like, and this is really going to fuck me up in the battle if I don't get this shit under control. And, um, he just told me like dude like you just need to relax like go back to like he would and I mean he didn't say it like that but the way he said it was stern enough to just get through my head and it was because he was like dude like you just need to go back to having fun with this shit like he was like fuck your writtens. like fuck your writtens. he was like if he was like just go up there and say some dumb shit because people are going to laugh, people are going to have a good time, and ultimately you're going to have fun up there. So he told me to completely like kind of throw away my writtens and just go up there and just make fun of him for three rounds. And I mean I probably could have done that, but I didn't want to do that because of the pressure I was putting on myself. You know what I mean? I was putting this pressure on myself that I had to go out there and just fucking murder this guy for no type of reason. And I'm not going to lie, like as the night kind of started to transpire, I started kind of losing that more so and it just became a you're gonna fuck this up you're gonna fuck this up and um the and the thing is man this is me really explaining to you guys the the mental turmoil that goes on in my head a lot of times when when I would perform so this is the same exact mentality that would go on in my head every time I would fuck up it didn't matter how well I felt like I knew my shit it never felt like I was ever prepared enough and with Sammy schemes, I was walking in there not feeling prepared enough, and that wasn't, you know, and that was just in my head like you didn't do enough, you you didn't do, you didn't make sure you were going to seal this. And um, as the battle started, and as the battle started, right, all those reservations went out the window, every single one of them. Um, the battle, of course, wasn't going my way, um, and and that was very, like. From the beginning, I kind of knew that after my first round, I was like, "Whoo!" A lot of this stuff is not hitting with this crowd, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm working a lot harder for this material that are a lot harder for this, um, for this reaction than I should be." Um, and so that's why I'd gotten to a point where the fuck it, and I would just ditch my written's at random parts in the battle, and then would just try to think of like rebuttals and stuff to just throw in mid round. And those were the kind of elements that I think Saif was really just trying to remind me like, bro, you've done battling for so fucking long that you think these written rounds that you have are, are the fucking the Bible template that you got to stick to when you get in there. No, there are so many other elements to battling and, and a lot of which I know, you know what I mean? Rebuttals are one of my greatest fucking weapons and I don't utilize it enough and it's because I'm scared to forget my written's. And because I get scared to forget my writtens, I don't even want to attempt to rebuttal. So once I did it in that battle, it really straightened up a lot of shit for me. And you kind of see it because after that, I, I think I battled Nexus um, for for the tournament. And I literally rebuttaled the last line that he had in his round, which is probably to this day still my best rebuttal that I've ever done. Um, he said something about like uh, – you. he said like – uh, what do you say? He goes like, you're 30 something and like, you need to just quit rapping or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck? 30 something, like what an asshole, dude. Cause I was like, I'm not even 30 yet. But um, um no, it was funny though, because in battling, when um, you tell somebody they're going to get 30 that means they're getting body bagged. They're getting killed. That means you got three owed, right? You've lost every round. So you got 30'd. Um, and so I said, all that was good for nothing. Cause if you, cause if I rap how I look, then guess what that means? I'm about to 30 something and everybody lost it. Uh, just the whole, the, it was a, we were outside in a fucking park and everybody just fucking went like crazy. And so I just went straight into my round from there and just got through the shit so So perfectly, I kind of stumbled a little bit like through the first, like, I think like eight or 12 bars, just trying to kind of get back into rhythm. But once I did, everything else just followed suit. Um, And that, and so that's when I kind of found my center again. So uh, it, it's really crazy, man. The the mind will really do some fucked up things to you. And when I actually, um, and when I battled Daniel Blackton uh, back in October for the Halloween for Botstober. Um, it was funny because I told them, I was like me- I was like protect yourself. Mental health is a hell of a thing um, that you need to be very well trained in before you step in the ring, especially with me. And it's because like I know what my I know what my own head does to me sometimes, and I know what my own mind can do, and and the level of self sabotage that I can I can push myself down. So being able to acknowledge that now and being able to really identify what triggers those also kind of allows me to find those points in my opponent. And it's it's kind of a dangerous, it's kind of a dangerous game sometimes, man, because sometimes I feel like I'm saying things about opponents that I'm like, I feel like this is something that might genuinely hurt their feelings. Like it's gonna make everybody else laugh and everybody else is gonna find a good time about this. But that's really something that's gonna probably like actually like really hurt this person. And so sometimes I don't wanna say it because it's kind of just like I really don't want to be that mean to this person. Like there's no point point for it. Um, even if it's for this, like the, the sake of the joke. Um, but I've learned to get over that because I also have to remember that maybe not everybody's insecurities are also like mine. Right. So I like, I'm over here like, damn dude, like if, if somebody said that to me, that shit would probably fucking hurt. And it's like, so I don't want to do that to somebody else. And then at the same time, it's like, or they're not thinking about it as much as you are. And, um, so it, It definitely, like, I I think in battle rap, that was kind of the one reservation I've always had was I think there was just a lot of self-sabotage within myself that allowed me to be able to get consumed by battle rap very, very easily. Um, and that's why I say that Sammy Schemes battle was kind of a perfect example of that because of where I put myself mentally before I even stepped foot into that battle. And again, dude, it's a little crazy because like people like who, who hear this and watch that battle back probably would have zero idea what what my head was going through during that time. Um, but like. I guess that's kind of the point, right? Like you never want to let people see you sweat. And so, um, but I also like being honest about this type of shit because I'm learning very, very quickly that I'm not the only person that goes through this and that, you know, a lot of people are. And if what I say can help people being able to go through these better, then absolutely. Like I'm I'm always going to say it. Because again, this is exactly why I got into the tournament to begin with. It's to help out this younger talent. So that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to like give as much knowledge to these people. So maybe they don't, you know what I mean? So maybe they don't fuck up their battle rap careers, dude. Like, cause in the class that I came up with, bro, like every single person in our class had a chance to be one of the best battlers. Like I forgot who I heard say this yesterday, like the other day, but somebody had said there, there are always points where somebody can be the best battler in the world. Even if it's for a short period of time, like everybody holds the crown for a small duration, right? It's why like the King of the Dot title gets, you know, transferred around so, so much. And so, um, because people have different levels of performances for, you know, different levels of time. And so, like in my my battle rap class of people, do there have been so many people who have had their chances to kind of run at the top, right? Like uh, Mega Death was somebody I knew from the very beginning. Who after you know he won the Grand Prix against uh, Peanut, you know things started to look really, really promising. And I think he got out when he wanted to, um, so he probably achieved the most out of it that he wanted, but and like but there's a lot of other people you know what i mean Madflex is probably mad flex has by far gotten the furthest out of everybody that i've known um psychosis was another one that i i've been really cool with and he was at the king of the dot event so that was so great seeing him um you know sm who now goes by non fiero like he's really far and he's in the season now so definitely somebody who i i push for very heavily um you know, my boy Lex D, my boys, Like, you know, my cousin Sife, even, like, could have definitely been uh, pushed a little bit better. Um, and so when I watched a, a lot of, like, these battlers... My boy Syndrome, like, a whole bunch of people. Like, and when I watched all these people get pushed in the back burner, it just really made me feel like, well, if these people who I look up to and work, you know, very close with can't make it, what makes me feel like I can? Um, but I, I've definitely like scraped out every last negative thought of that and so that's why it's like now i feel like it's like i could be as far in this shit as i want to be because um i think the biggest thing that people have to remember about battle rap is it's not about winning it's really not um anybody can win a battle right you can win a battle just off somebody choking and not getting their material off that doesn't mean you put on a great performance And even if you put on a great performance, somebody else not doing so great takes away the momentum from your performance. Because when somebody else doesn't do as great as you, um, and let's say they have a lot of mistakes, it takes away from the gratification that you should be getting. Because like, there's a big difference between, oh yeah, so-and-so hella fucked up, so other dude hella won. Or... You know, hey, that shit was a crazy ass back and forth, but I think I had to edge it to this dude. Like he just his shit was just a little bit more crazier. That's something that sticks. That's something that sticks way more. So you never want to go in there and fucking body somebody unless they absolutely gave the their performance of a lifetime. If they gave their performance of a lifetime and you still get a 30, like if you edge a 30, like I gave a 10-9 every round to this person that is the best battle that you could ask for that is by far the absolute best thing that you could ever ask for um so that's the kind of you know what i mean like that's the, that's the kind of thing that i push for so i look for battlers who will give me that because i don't i don't want to face slouches i don't want to face people who i can just run through and if i'm paired up against somebody who i feel like i can run through then i have to prove that i'm able to run through them because if I'm not doing that, then how the hell is anybody going to expect me to face somebody else bigger? And that was another thing men- mentally before that I couldn't quite grasp. If I felt like somebody was beneath me, I didn't write for them as such. Because I felt like, oh, what's the point? I'd rather wait until I have a bigger name to give them a better version of me. But it's like, how can I expect somebody to give me a better version if they didn't even see the better version that they should be, that they would be seeing? It's like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, so yeah, that's why it's like, now it's like whoever's in front of me, you know what I mean? I treat them like they're the, the top of the top, the cream of the crop there. Like the, you know what I mean? You're the one thing standing between me and the number one spot in the world. Like that's how I have to mentally prepare against every single person. Um, but it doesn't make me unaware of where I'm at with battle like, like with battle rap, you know what I mean? It does not make me unaware at all. I'm I'm very much aware of where my stature is. Um, but I just know where I want to go. And so I just don't stop thinking forward like that until I get there. Um, The steps back don't matter because if I keep looking back, guess where I'm going to keep going? Backwards. It's like I have to forward think. (sighs) Yeah, man. This was a really long episode. (laughs) There was a lot of information. Oh, man. Um, Yeah let's go ahead and bring this on home so to end this out i'm actually going to do something i've never done before um i'm gonna pull out one of my i'm gonna pull out my favorite round from uh this battle that i just did with mc damn it um this is going to be the my second round uh that i had against him um that i want you guys to just go ahead and listen to if you guys want to watch the full battle again it's on youtube uh tino versus mc damn it it's available on at youtube.com forward slash counterproductive uh, where you guys can watch the whole entire battle but yeah this is my second round against him I said
1: you're such a ginger you love red skins <laughs> my, my bad y'all I'm in the football team because um, bro you look like you live in a subway <laughs> and somewhere in there is a foot long scheme <laughs> um, no nah, but honestly dude you rock Thank you. I mean, this whole, like, 90s retro vibe, <laughs> is it, like, a nuanced thing? To have y'all saying he's pretty fly for a white like guy, that? what's he? The new Austin, bro, you red as Let's fuck! Go. Let's go. You red as fuck. You look like a magmar that started flaring up. Red, ha- <laughs> on, red haired as fuck. Looking like the fucking NSYNC member that fucking teared him up. Scared of oh. what? This Yankee who thinks he hits like Aaron Judge, but really, it just aims to bug like Elmer Fudd, so fuck you. Let's go. (laughs) Look what you leave me with. (laughs) Dude, I gotta battle people over here like C.J. Pimp and <laughs> <laughs> and some tryout battlers that look like they're Death to the demons, kids. So don't even ask me how. Mad I, so don't even ask me how mad I am. I'll just plead the fifth because it's still not as red as its bag of gelatin. I call Swedish fish. You greedy bitch. Eat a dick. You disappoint me like Sons of Anarchy, season six! Ah. A white oh bitch, man. this pussy, usually wears cheetah print. <laughs> hey! Hey, it's all good though, because by 40, shit'll click. Hopefully then he'll be legit. You see how I'm sick with it? No, think about it, I'm sick with it. Watch him turn into a chump for the nookie like Limp Biscuit. And your girl could sample the flute as she calls me Big Pimpin'. Big difference, homie. Cause see, your bars leave us wondering how fucking Krusty the Clown quit the biz and showed up with some rounds. See, you were almost the first bots champ. I watched that whole decision being stunned in the crowd, and now the future champ is here fucking sunning him now. See, typically, I write with these jigsaw pieces, right? And they always seem to puzzle the crowd, but that's because I see the bigger picture. To get a shot, I gotta start with a buzz from the crowd, so if y'all still wondering how I get back up, what the fuck I'm supposed to do after I get knocked down? I'm top thumping, his blood Yo! Yo, I'm top thumping! His blood's pumping! You can see it through his skin. If too much <laughs> if too much gets to his head, he might hallucinate a win. See your voice work in finding Nemo is where your battle career's euphemism is. Cause we only remember you a tad bit trying to prove that you can swim. Time This is actually really good. <laughs> My character's name was Tad. They don't say it in the movie. They go to the credits. Fire! <laughs> that's how you know I cared about you. Fuck you. He cut. went to IMDb. Rat. Superficial Rat. Shit, yeah. Superficial. <laughs> let's oh, no. go all guys so
0: as i mentioned this is the season three finale um i'm just gonna let it breathe for like a week and a half or so just give you guys a, a full chance to listen and get the full updates from both episodes um and then i will be returning back on monday september 13th with a brand new episode for a brand new season so i hope you guys are prepared for that this is tino killed it signing off from season three of what the What am I doing with my life?